Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God, and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. We've been having tremendous technical problems with Blog Talk Radio. I apologize to my members. I've been on there 14 years, and I have never missed an assignment that God has given me or any assignment that I put people on who the Lord has led me to get on. I want to make an announcement that Evangelist Janice Taylor teaches on Blog Talk Radio there are other women have been calling me to get on. I don't know you. Uh, I, I'm not being rude, but the Lord put in my spirit to put Mrs. Taylor on. And I'm fine with her. We're comfortable. If anyone else want to get on, we don't have the room for that. If Vanish Taylor can fill the gap for me, I know her. We've been knowing each other for 14 years. And I just don't put anybody on here. But I want to apologize for all the listening audience because of the delay. Uh, Blog Talk Radio has a technical issue that it had taken care of with their server, and it interfered with me. So we apologize for that without further ado. For an hour and 55 minutes, Evangelist Janice Taylor. I'll be in the room with you, Ms. Taylor, just in case if something go wrong. Okay. Well, first you of all, the... we want to yes, give ma'am. God praise. Hallelujah. Because we know ain't nobody mad but the devil. You see, he's going to fight against this because this is the word of the Lord. It's pure, it's raw, and it's coming through clean and holy vessels. Now, uh, I'm not saying that other people are not. They are not. Satan ain't going to fight against them. He's not going to fight against anybody that's playing church and not living anything. He's not going to fight against those that are are just, uh, you know, on the sidelines, just uh, walking along and singing a song. He, he's not going to fight against them, but he's going to fight against anybody that's coming in his territory doing spiritual warfare and um, actually opening up the word of God to people so that they can get set free. He's going to come against the deliverance ministry. So we know his tactics. We are not deceived uh, by the wiles of the devil. We know how he operates. But what we do is we keep it moving. We carry on in the name of Jesus. So we haven't said that, those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me tonight to 1 Samuel chapter 5, and we're going to go ahead and get started on tonight's message, because tonight's message is very relevant to the times that we are living in. Tonight's message is, the idols are coming down. Glory be to God. Now, There are some things that God hates. Um, There are seven things that he hates. He hates a lying tongue. He hates those that are swift to shed innocent blood. He hates, um, let 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 me just read it. He hates a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, Feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. And that's found in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. 
But God also hates idols. He hates idols because they are nothing. They are not real, and they are made with men's hands, and people bow down to them and actually worship them when they should be worshiping the creator, the one who created them and everybody on this planet. So God hates idols, and he is a jealous God, and he should be because he is the only one that gave his only begotten son so that you and I could live and have eternal life in Christ Jesus. So today's message is to our worshiping idols. You need to know that the idols are coming down. Now, in this passage, we're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 5. We're just going to read a few verses, verses 1 through 5. It says, And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Now, when we look at this passage of scripture, this is a uh, scenario where the Philistines actually captured the Ark of the Covenant. They had the Ark of God, and um, they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod, and um, they set it in the temple of Dagon beside their false god, because Dagon was their god. That's with a little g. And so they set it beside, they set the ark of the Lord beside uh, this statue, idol, uh, called Dagon, whom the Philistines worshipped, as if to say that they were equal, Dagon and the god of all creation were equal. So the first day um, after they did this, Dagon fell flat on his face. He was face down. Because the Bible tells us that every knee is going to bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So Dagon was on his face. He had to bow. Even an idol statue had to bow before the Lord. So they went back, and the next morning, they stood him up again. And um, this time, Dagon fell flat on his face again, and his head broke off, and the palms of his hands broke off. And so 
what God is saying to me through this and to his people, those that have ears to hear, that the idols are coming down. Now, we live in a world today where you would say, well, woman of God, we don't have idols today. Nobody's bowing down to uh, statues today. Oh, I beg to differ with you because there are plenty of idols. As a matter of fact, there are more idols today than there were in um, this time when this was um, when this word was written. So the idols are coming down because God is a jealous God, and He said in His word, "Thou shalt have no other god before Me." Now, is an idol? An idol is anyone or anything that you put before God. It can be your husband. It can be your wife. It can be your children. It can be your money. It can be your job or business. It can be your car. It can be whatever, wherever you are spending most of your time, that's your idol. That's your idol. Uh, football is an idol here in this country. Sports within itself, uh, basketball is an idol in this country. And people have made it an idol. Not, I, I, I'm not saying that these are not uh, evil things. I, I'm not saying that they are evil. I'm saying what people have made them. They have made them idols. And people are bowing down. They're betting money on these games. They are worshiping teams. They buy all the, uh, 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 the, the regalia, all of these things they, they buy, and, and they, they invest their money. And then when you ask them to give a donation to a good godly ministry or just to even pay their time, they, they, they find reason why they can't. I ain't making that preacher rich. I ain't buying that preacher no Cadillac. You're not buying a preacher uh, 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 a Cadillac or a suit or making him rich. You, if you are tithing, you are doing what the Bible says. You are being obedient to the word of God. If you give a donation, first of all, you should be led by the spirit what to give. And if God told you to give it, then you don't need to, need to worry about the results, because God's got all of that in control. So these idols, God said these idols are coming down, these modern-day idols, those things that men and women put before God today. Yeah, those things are coming down. So I just want to talk about that. Now, Dagon, he was a false god. He was the principal grain god of the Philistines. He was the main deity of the Philistines and was who they worshiped and ascribed their power and success to. So they believed that Dagon had power. Now, I'm going to show you that they believe that. We're going to go over here to Judges chapter um, 16 and look at verse 23. When, um, when Samson went into captivity of the Philistines. When the Philistines took Samson into captivity, they believed Dagon 
had done that for them, and they they began to rejoice and worship Dagon. So let's read it. It says, but the Philistines took him, and uh, I'm going to start at, yeah, I'll start at verse 21. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and, and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house, howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God and to rejoice. For they said, our God, that's a little g, have delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, our God have delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. So they attributed Samson's fall uh, to their god, Dagon. And they did not know that it was really the hand of the Lord and that even in this man's fall, God was still going to use him. But they attributed to Dagon, and they began to worship their God. Now, Dagon was an idol. He had to be stood up. He had to, uh, he couldn't talk. He couldn't uh, hear. He couldn't do anything because the Apostle Paul said it best. He said an idol is nothing. They don't hear. They can't speak. They can't see. They can't move. They can't do anything. So it really makes no sense how people bow down to idols. But still, they do. They worship things and other people and instead of worshiping the true and living God. So they attributed um, Samson's demise to their God, which was a false god, Dagon, and they worshiped him. They, 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 they bowed down to him. But Dagon had no power. He didn't even have power to keep his own head uh, attached to his shoulders. He didn't have power when he fell down, when he had to bow before uh, the ark of God. He, he, he couldn't even, his hands wouldn't even stay on him. So Dagon had no power whatsoever. But these people believed that he had power, so they worshipped him. And they were wrong. They were wrong and would soon find out that he was a false god and that he had no power. When the Philistines captured the ark of God, they made the mistake of carrying it into the temple of Dagon and placed it beside their idol as if God and Dagon were equal. They didn't understand that there is no God like our God. Glory be to God. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There is no God like Jehovah. You can put all the false gods in the earth together, and they could not come even close to the true and living God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see, God is great. He's great and greatly to be praised. He alone is worthy. Glory be to God. 
he alone is worthy. All the gods of the universe put together cannot be compared to him. God, the heavens and the earth, he is sovereign, he reigns over all the earth, and he has all power in heaven and in earth. No one, absolutely no one can compare to him. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And and, and and there's just nothing that we could, nothing or no one that we can put in God's category, nothing to compare him to. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He alone is worthy. Worthy is the Lamb of God that was slain for us from the foundation of the world. All the gods of the world put together are nothing. We've made idols out of people. We've made idols out of celebrities. We've made idols out of things, houses, cars, jobs, positions, and money is a big idol. And I want to talk about that. First uh, Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 10 says, For the love of money, the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's First Timothy 6 and 10. So money is an item. People steal for money. People kill for money. People do all sorts of things to get money. They lie for money. Uh, 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 they will stab you in the back to get money. They will betray you to get money. I mean, they will sell their soul to get money. Uh, many of the celebrities, some have said that they sold their soul to the devil so that they can be rich and famous. But the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You see, the flesh the flesh profit is nothing. It is the soul that's going to spend eternity somewhere. It's going to spend eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. And only those who have repented of their sins and been washed in the blood of the Lamb, been forgiven, and have received, hallelujah, salvation in Jesus' name, only those will spend eternity with the Lord Jesus, and it was only made possible through the shed blood of Jesus. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. But the only way you can have everlasting life is through faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on Calvary's cross. So. Money is an idol, and the idols are coming down. Every day we are inundated with idols. They're on TV. They're on all forms of advertising. Uh, more and more each day, men are worshiping idols, uh, and, 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 and they're worshiping idols rather than worship God. Look how many people, ever since they legalized, the uh, uh, gambling, the casinos, people are going to uh, the scratch-off places. They're going to place their bets. 
because they want to become rich. They, they believe there is a get-rich-quick scheme, and, and, and they want to be rich. Instead of paying their tithes and offers, and they can't even see that they're being drained every day, 2 or $3 every day. If you keep playing 2 or $3 every day, you're not going to get rich. You're going to end up poor, and this is what people are doing. Every day, every day, going to the scratch-offs. I, I have a relative. This is what she does. Every, with every dime she gets, she goes to the scratch-off to play those numbers. Now, all the ads on TV are advertising idols. You see, uh, people are worshiping these idols, and God is saying to the church, and, 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 and Christians have got in, Christians are playing the scratch-off. They're going to these little uh, 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 side places that they have now, and, and they're playing all night long, trying to get rich. These are idols. You know, they, these one-armed bandits, they're trying to get rich. They go to Vegas now. And, you know, I, I'm going to tell you something. I don't even understand why Christians want to go to Vegas when Vegas is nicknamed Sin City. Why are Christians flocking to Sin City? That would be a place, as, as a believer, that, that would be the last place I want to go because God brought me out of sin. He brought me up out of uh, uh, the miry clay. Glory be to God. He delivered me. He brought me up out of Egypt. Why would I want to return to that? I, I, I would never want to go back to that. And um, what I'm saying to you tonight is that God hates idols. So let every man examine himself and, and, and see where you are. See if you have idols in your life. And the number one way to determine if you have idols is to uh, 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 calculate your time. See where you are spending the most of your time. If you're spending most of your time watching television, that TV is an idol. If you're spending most of your time uh, um, uh, playing golf, then golf is your idol. If you're spending most of your time uh, working on your car, shining up that car, and, 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 and getting it nice and pretty, then that car has become your idol. Whatever, wherever you are spending the majority of your time, then that is your idol. And if you spend more time with it than you do with God, then it's an idol. It's an idol. It's an idol. And God said the idols are coming down. You know, a few weeks ago I purchased something, and um, it was expensive. And the Holy Spirit actually convicted me of it the very next day. He said, take it back. And I took it back. I took it back. I took it back, not because I could not afford to buy it, but because I didn't want that thing to be an idol in my life. I didn't want it to become an idol, so I took it back. You know how pride is. That flesh That flesh is tricky. You, you buy something, and, and then you kind of want to show it off a little bit. You know, you kind of want people to know you got this. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit just simply said, take it back. I took it back. I was grateful that the store owner 
just refunded my money. And guess what? I told them why I brought it back. I told them I, it could become an idol, and I don't, I don't want an idol. Now, I don't know if he understood that, but I confessed it. Glory be to God. The Bible said confess your faults one to another. Glory, hallelujah. He said if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, and to, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So I took it back. I took it back because I don't want anything in my life that could become an idol. I, 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 I don't want that. So I, I would rather have Jesus than to have had that uh, thing that I purchased. And so I was able, you know, I'm going to tell you something. If you, if you have something in your life that you can't do without or you can't let go, uh, it's a possibility that it's an idol. You might have a diamond ring. You might have a fur coat. Well, you can't take it with you. You can't take none of this stuff with you. And um, some people are just terrified somebody else is going to get it. And to be honest, somebody else will. When you die, somebody else is going to get your stuff, and they might not even appreciate it. They might not even take care of it. But my point is, is if you are harboring things and you are just keeping up things, things that you don't even need. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't need that item that I purchased. I did not need that. I, as a matter of fact, I didn't even go looking for that. I was not even seeking that. It was a snare. I, it was an impulsive uh, 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 purchase. But I, I heard the voice of the Lord. He said, take it back, and I took it back the very next day. You see, because I could live without that. But I'm going to tell you what I can't live without. I can't live without the Lord Jesus. I can't. And I'm telling you something. So many Christians are addicted to Babylon. They're addicted to their idols. They can't let them go. I'll give you one example, the cell phone. Now, you can use the cell phone for the glory of God. It can be a wonderful tool in the hands of the believer. But if you cannot read your Bible, if you cannot go to church and, and hear the word being preached for one to two hours or one and a half hours without looking at that phone, it's an idol. If you cannot give God your undivided attention and give him 15 to 30 minutes of time in the word because of that phone, then it's an idol. People can't even work on their jobs. Employers are complaining how people cannot pay attention to their jobs. And if you work on an assembly line, that's a serious thing. To work on somebody's job and you are constantly looking at your phone. When I go in the grocery store, I see the, the uh, cashiers all on their phones. They cannot even ring up people's purchases for checking their phone. That thing is an idol. And it's an idol in the young kids. They cannot. This is why teachers are having 
such a big problem uh, 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 teaching the kids because they can't get the cell phones out of these kids' hands. Schools won't let them even take them away from the kids. The cell phones are an idol to these students. So that's why they're not learning, because they can't cut it off. They just can't put it away while they are in class. They just, they're unable to. They're addicted to it. I've seen them in church. I've taken cell phones from young people in church because they, they own the cell phone in the house of God. We have got to recognize these things for what they are. Now, a cell phone in and of itself is not a bad thing. It can be used for the glory of God. But if you cannot live out looking at that cell phone every few seconds, then it has become an idol. You're already hooked. So God is saying to the body of Christ that the idols are coming down. Let nothing and no one come before God. God alone is worthy to be praised. I don't want nothing in my life that can become an idol. I wouldn't want a fur coat. I don't want a diamond ring. I don't care what it is. I don't want nothing in my life that can become an idol. I will worship no one but God. I will put nothing before him, absolutely nothing before my God. Nothing and no one else matters. I have three children whom I love, but they are not more important to me than God. My relationship with him comes first. That's why the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We got to put God where God belongs. He belongs. He's the head. And when we put God in his proper place, all these other things will fall into place. But we cannot put God second or third or fourth. We cannot put other things before God because if you do, it's an idol. Some people put their job before God. Oh, I'm making good money. I got to be on my job. I I, I got to be. But you don't spend any time in the word of God. You're neglecting the spiritual aspect of your life. But you spend all your time at work because you got to make that money. I got to get that money. I got to get that money. It's an idol. I knew a man once, he worked like that. He was always working, working, working. And one day he fell dead, just fell dead. He was young. He was not an old guy. He was chasing after money. Glory be to God. And believers, believers, we know better. 
but yet we get caught up in this world system. And the Bible says you, we are in the world, but not of the world. You got you to gotta recognize Babylon when you see it. You got to know what Babylon looks like. Babylon is a world system. It's a trap. It's to lure you in. It's like a, a, for lack of a better word, it's like a machine. And it will suck you in. And before you know it, you are in the trap. And then you can't get out. You always think, I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have, I don't have enough money. You know, people are are forecasting now how much money you're going to have to have uh, to retire. So they base it on your age. And then they're making predictions saying how much money that person will need to retire and live comfortably. And let me tell you what the Lord said to me. And and, and so you have these financial advisors that are advising them uh, how much to put in their 401K and how much to, you know, uh, uh, put in their IRA. And, And this is what the Lord said to me one time. He said, people are saving up money for a rainy day. They don't even know if they're going to live to see. It's like the story in the Bible where the man was sitting up counting his money, just counting his money, and he said, oh, I'm going to build me bigger bonds. I'm going to tear down the bonds I got, and I'm going to build bigger bonds. And the Spirit spoke and said, thou fool, tonight. Thy soul will be required of thee. None of us know when we're going to die. So he was predicting that he was going to be here uh, uh, longer than he was. And all he was doing was building bigger barns so he could keep his money in there. His money had become an idol. But he died that same day. So what did it profit him? Absolutely nothing. The idols are coming down. So I just want to encourage you tonight. I just want to encourage you tonight to, you know, examine yourself. I'm not here to point the finger at you tonight. I'm examining myself. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit that told me to take that item back that I had purchased. Because it could become an idol. And because I love God more than I loved it, I was able to return it. I was able to return it, just take it back. And it wasn't even about the money. It was the position it could have held in my life. And I didn't want I didn't want anything to become an idol in my life. Glory be to God. So I want to encourage you tonight to examine yourself and see what the idols are. See if you have idols in your life. See what they are. See where you're spending the most of your time. Are you spending most of your time with the Lord in prayer and in Bible study and in uh, uh, um, morning devotion? Are you spending most of your time with the Lord in his word? Or what are you spending your time in? What are you spending even your resources on? What are you chasing after? 
What are you chasing after? So all of the idols that are in our lives, they have to go. God will not compete with them. Why? Because he's God. He's the creator of heaven and earth. And everything and everyone else is secondary. Nothing, nothing is worthy to be compared to our God. Now, the Philistines, they found out that Dagon didn't have any power. They found that out. And I'm praying that we find out that whatever it is that you're worshiping, whatever it is that you're pursuing, whatever it is that you're chasing hard after, it has no power. You know, when people are dying, I've never heard anybody say, oh, my TV, my TV. I can't take my TV with me. Most of the time, people are calling on the Lord as they're taking their last breath. So just examine yourself tonight and make sure that you don't have any idols because God hates idols. He hates idols. I want to turn to um, 1 Corinthians and um, actually in Galatians. Let me go there. I was reading last night where the Apostle Paul was talking, and um, he was talking, no, this was in Acts, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 15, if you would turn with me there. And we will start at, we'll start at the, I'm going to start. Wow, I want to start. Let me just go ahead and read this. So what's happening here is that they had the council at Jerusalem because um, once the Gentiles um, got saved, there was a group of people that told them that they still needed to be circumcised and follow the law of Moses. So uh, Peter... Uh, disagreed with that, and uh, he began to tell them, so I'm going to start at the seventh verse. The Bible says, and Peter rose up and said unto them, men and brethren, you know that how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? So he's talking about the law here. Why are you trying to put them under the law when nobody could keep the law? He said, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence 
and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, now James is Jesus' brother, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simon, which is Peter, have declared how God at first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. After this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is falling down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all the works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that ye abstain from pollution of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. Now, I want to talk about this. Paul, Peter and Paul and Barnabas were saying the same thing, and they spoke before the Jerusalem council that the Gentiles did not need to be circumcised because they received Jesus Christ or salvation in Jesus' name by faith, the same as Paul and the other uh, disciples and apostles. He said, I only want to say these four things that they should or should not do. He said, one, abstain from pollution of idols. Now, what does that mean from pollution of idols? In other words, don't get involved with idols, with things polluted by idols. Don't get involved with those things. If you know that uh, something uh, is, is involving idol worship, don't get involved. Don't get polluted with that. In other words, don't get uh, infected or, or, or contaminated with that. So he said, abstain from things polluted of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. Those are the four things that the Jerusalem Council determined that the Gentiles should do and that they were saved by grace because of their faith in Jesus Christ, the same as the Jews had gotten saved uh, from Peter and Paul, the Hebrews. Anyway, my point is that the Bible is clear about this, abstaining from the pollution of idols. We have to stay away from that. That will contaminate the body of Christ. There are so many different types of idols today. Um, um, you look at these fraternities and sororities, People, they have become idols. They have become idols. First of all, um, they, they are secret societies. They're secret societies. Yes. You mind if I can say something? Yes, Apostle, go right ahead. You are hitting it on head. Evangelist, I'm going to have to get you set up to teach this out of Finland. 
I was an idol worship. I was Roman Catholic. I prayed to an okay. idol, a demon. Okay. And I had to get delivered from that that thing. Then I had to pray to St. Anthony, the saint of lost and found, the unknown God about idols. In Acts 17, if she's an apostle, I mean, evangelist, you're real. People can get, they can idolize these entertainers, and they ain't all of them in the flesh, idolizing pastors. i got idols in their home with pictures that don't even have nothing scripture to do about Jesus. It's pathetic. Uh, evangelist, you hitting this on head. I heard you teach this thing on YouTube. I saw you in the church, Evangelist. I said, go ahead. I love you, man. You bringing it, Evangelist. I really like listening to you because you bless me. Apostle, I'm going to tell you something. You bless people, me with this. People have no idea what the idols know. are in their life. They, they think it's still a statue. Yeah, they mm-hmm. think it's still a statue. It, it it could be the organization. You you could have a club, and you have yep. made an idol out of that club. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lady. She told me she was an AKA, and she said, okay. "That's my." She said, "That's my sorrow sister." I said, "Let me ask you a question. If your sorrow sister was a Satanist, would you say that's your sorrow sister?" She said, "Yeah." So I said, well, let me show you something about the Bible. You said you're a Christian. She said, yeah, wait, 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 wait a minute. What you talking about? I said, go get the Bible. You said you're a Christian. Matthew 12, 46 and 47, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was desiring not to speak to him. And his brothers and sisters, and he turned, he said, who's my mother and brother and sisters? He said, those who do the will of my father is my mother and brother and sisters. I said, how can you have an AKA, your sorrow sister, that's a Satanist? and ain't doing the will of the Father in heaven, and you claim her your sister. She told me don't ever call her back no more. Apostle, these people, they don't want to turn and loose their idols. When you start talking about these secret societies, these fraternal Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, start, and don't mess with them Freemasons now. Don't mess with that because they, they, they all in the church. They all on the deacon board and the trustee it, board. And they are yes, idols. They are. They're idol worshippers. And, and when they die, my uncle, I told my uncle, Evangelist Taylor, I hope I'm not interrupting your sermon. I uh-uh. just wanted to say uh-uh. something. I told my uncle, my daddy's brother, hey, man, that's against the word of God. I'll die, Mason. You know how he died? Most Masons die with cancer, arthritis, heart attack, car accident, something violent, or sugar diabetes. Every Mason I met had the same demon. Apostle, let me tell you something. I went to my aunt, my mother's cousin's funeral, and I didn't know she was in the uh, the uh, Eastern Stars. I didn't know it till we got to the church. Till we got to the church. When we got to the church, apostle, and she died of cancer. When we got to the church, apostle. And I saw them Eastern stars get up and do their uh, last rites. The church let them get up and do it. I saw they read from the book of the underworld, the book of the dead. They read and they marked the body for hell. I saw it with my own eyes. Apostle, I wanted to scream. I couldn't believe that this was happening in a church. I could not believe it. 
Yeah, he's gone. God's gone out the church. He's gone. The Spirit of God moved out of that. Oh yeah. The synagogue and, and of put, Satan. They put the um they uh they had a a, a, a styrofoam Eastern Star made up and um the head commander she had to get it she had to put that a styrofoam Eastern Star she had to put it down in the vault and she was mashing and mashing and mashing trying to get that thing in that vault she wanted the devil to know she belongs to us. And she was trying to get that thing in the vault. She almost fell over in the grave trying to get it in there. When she could not get that thing in the vault, she broke it in pieces and pushed it down in there. Mm, mm, I mm. said, my God, look at that. She had to get it in there. They had an Eastern Star, the five-point Eastern Star. They have to put that in the grave of the people that they are that that are their members. They have to mark that soul for hell. And they oh, read from the from, from Osiris. They read from Osiris and Tammuz. They were reading that stuff in the church. I couldn't believe it. I said, "My God, I can't believe!" I wanted to scream, Apostle. Oh, have mercy, Jesus. I went to a, a mason, my uncle's funeral, and they said, anybody wish to speak? I said, yeah, he's going straight to hell and y'all too. They put me out. They called the police on me. <laughs> I said, yeah, he went straight to it. hell. I said, he went straight. I'm about very outspoken with Christ. I said, he went straight to hell because God and Jesus never told nobody to be no mason. He didn't say, be ye a mason. Nope. He said, be ye nope. holy. They called a mobile police and put me in jail. I went to jail, straight to jail. I got out the next day. Wow. They, that, 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 stuff, that, that stuff wicked. The, the, founding fathers of, the founding fathers of America, these, those so-called founding fathers, George Washington yep. and all them, they were, ma- all they were masons. Them. Sir, yes, sir. Yes, masons. sir. And they, in, they still masons. They in the uh, yes. skull and crossbones now. That's Every George Bush Jr. Mm-hmm. Every president has to be a member of Skull and Crossbones. Skull and Bones, and that's satanic. Yes, sir. Anybody knows oh, Skull yeah. and Crossbones means death. That means death. death. Yep, that's right. That's right. These secret organizations, man. Um, boy, I'm so glad you're talking about idols. We got a sister in Finland. The Lord gave us word of knowledge to tell her, you can't get blessing with these idols and the in your house, you got, but well, I don't want to talk. The, the, the Lord told me, I said, show me a scripture in the Bible that God says, okay, to put an idol of, of an image of Jesus or the Virgin Mary in your house. Show it to me in the Bible. She said, I don't want to talk, talk no more. Yeah, it, it, and they like worship Mary. They worship yep. Mary instead of Jesus Christ. Yep. They said Mary my, did this. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said Mary, did Mary, Mary talk to you? They say, yeah, yeah, Mary talks to them. Yeah, yeah. Them demons, the demon of Mary, because Mary didn't die on the cross. Mary, Mary even Jesus. She, she showed it because she said, listen to him. When he made That's this right. water wine, she said, listen to him. She ain't say, listen to me. That's the Roman That's Catholic. Right. See, I, was, I was Catholic. I was Catholic 17 years, and I'm so grateful I found Christ. I got out of that mess. And my 
you know, my family, my brother, them, they get to my happy Easter. I said, I don't recognize Easter. That ain't, uh-uh, it's uh-uh, the resurrection. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We celebrate the resurrection. It's the resurrection. And they got mad. Well, okay, you always, we just call, I don't get into Easter, none of the Thanksgiving, uh, no, no, Christ, no. Christmas trees in your house. That's a violation of Jeremiah 10, a heathen thing in your mm-hmm. house. That's an idol. All that stuff is demonic. But, you know, you're really blessing me because uh, I'm going to call. Uh, we're going to try to get you on air in Finland because that's a heavy problem, idol worship in Finland, very heavy over there. Uh-huh. I, I think it's I think it's a problem. It's a big problem here in the United States, too, Apostle, because, first of all, they they so hooked on their idols. I've seen a lady uh, putting uh, uh, colored eggs all out in her yard. And she had she had two teenage daughters. You know, the the eggs supposed to represent the the god of fertility. I told her you better get them eggs out your yard for them girls end up pregnant. That's see, right. They, they just don't understand. They, they don't understand that transfer spirits to that them children. That's why. That's why. And uh, she got mad at me about that. She got mad at me. You know, I know it was her house, and I was a guest in her house. I was just trying to tell her something for her own good. You got two teenage girls in here, and you done put these eggs in your yard for uh, the yeah. fertility guard. What you think going to happen? That's a spirit. Yeah. yeah. That's a demonic spirit. They they, I, they told me, the, the man said he was a father, and I said, I don't recognize you as my father. I said, Jesus Christ says, called no man father, but there's no father, your father in heaven. That's right. They put me out, they put me out to church. I done been put out so many churches. <laughs> and they called the uh, the uh, the people in the uh, Freemasons. They called them the, the, the Grand Potentate. The Bible said there's only one Lord and Potentate. Ooh, Vanish Taylor, I ask in the name of Jesus, if you can allow us to do part two of this because we lost a whole hour. Please, let's yes, do part did. two. Yes, we did. Please, we got to do we part will. two. Uh, we're going to do part two. We got about seven minutes, Vanish Taylor. Next Thursday, can we commit to the audience? And I apologize again. It was out of my control. A blog talk radio had switched the server on me, and the same thing happened to me with my Primecast. And it's hard working internet radio because they don't. When they switch the server, all they want is your money. It just comes out my 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 uh, debit card. But when you have a technical right. problem, it takes three to four days to reach them, and then by the time they reach it, the damage has already been done. So I right. apologize to all the listening audience by getting us on here. We are normally here with Evangelist Janice Taylor at 8 o'clock, not 9 o'clock, at 8 o'clock every Thursday. And we're going to let her pick up next Thursday. And we're going to also ask you to give to this sister. Is this sister ministering to any of you? Okay. A labor's not worth of a high. You have to bless this this person. We don't ask for millions of dollars. The Bible says, despite not small things, whatever you give, help the sister. Uh, this is labor, and uh, me and her don't have no competition spirit and jealousy and who out making money. We're doing this for the Lord Jesus. And bless her. Amen. She's been a blessing to you. I'm going to turn this over to her, and we're going to get ready to close with some music from Evangelist Janice Taylor. And we're going to see you next Amen. Thursday again. I- apologize to all of my listening audience for the technical problems that was out of my control. And we will have Evangelist Janet Taylor back in Thursday with part two of Idols. Evangelist Taylor, you Amen. have the mic. 
Well, I just want to let everybody know uh, this is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our web address is www.wallsoffiredeliveranceMIN.com. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by phone at area code 336-830-0601. Or if you'd like to uh, email us, you can do so at jet245 at msn.com. Or if you still use snail mail, you can uh, write us a letter at P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. As the apostle talked about sowing a seed, if you want to sow a seed, if the Spirit of the Lord leads you, go right ahead and sow a seed. You can do it by PayPal or by Zelle using the email address JET245 at MSN. You can also contact us uh, Monday through Saturday. Join us for prayer. We have one hour of prayer called the Sweet Hour of Prayer every Monday through Saturday at 12 noon, and then on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The phone number is area code 425-436-6333, and the code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. So this is, uh, it's been a blessing to be with you tonight, and I do want to thank you all for tuning in. Join us again on next Thursday, 8 o'clock, Meet us right here, and we will finish part two of The Idols Are Coming Down. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor. We love you here at Walls of Fire, and we thank God for you, and we are praying for you. God bless you. Everything that
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.